Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How are you on a Wednesday? Excellent. You feel like hump day? Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, it's hump day again, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep, time flies. I kind of feel better about Samantha. Yes, it sounds like uh, she's having a good morning. And usually about this time, the headache, I think, is usually settling in with her and the aches. So, yes, maybe. Good. Hey, you uh, went to school in Texas. What do you think about the weather down there now? Oh, my gosh. Um, Crazy. Uh, I'm hoping they, and I'm sure they are, because they've had crazy weather um, before, but when I went down there to school, um, it was so funny. People did not know how to drive on ice and snow. I mean, they just didn't know what to do. Um, I remember a long time ago, we went down. I went down with my mom and dad and some friends uh, to the livestock show. And uh, it was in February. And uh, we went down there and... Uh, when we went into the uh, rodeo to the, uh, I think it was the Real Rogers, not Real Rogers, uh, whatever. Rogers? Uh, well, no, it wasn't him. Um, who was the famous guy that made all the talks? Probably more famous for Oklahoma. Uh, Will Rogers. Oh, yeah. Wasn't who it was? Yep. Anyway, we went into the rodeo, and um, when we got out of the car, um, Mom made a statement. I remember her saying something about, do we need to take a jacket? And we decided, no, we've parked our car right here. And, uh, you know, we're close. We can come and get them if we need them. It's not going to get that cool, especially inside. So we go in to watch the rodeo, and we're watching the rodeo. And when we come out, there is, I would say, maybe six inches of snow on the ground. And everyone was talking about, oh, it's a northerner. It's a northerner, you know. And we thought, well, it's a northerner. So evidently it's when all this wind that's happening today comes down and and hits Texas. But what was crazy is there was just cars randomly stopped all over the parking lot, out on the street. People didn't know how to drive on it. They just got out of their cars and left them. I don't know how they got home, but, I mean, just abandoned cars everywhere. And they just didn't know what to do. Kind of like when we got here and it rained in Arizona. Yes. Yes. I remember the first time it rained in California, Sam and I actually got outside and danced around in the rain up in Hamul. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. I mean, we were so thrilled to see rain that we were just dancing up and down the, the lonely roads out there. The only time they cancel school in Mesa, Arizona, is when it's widely scattered sprinkles. Yes, or a dust storm. Now, the dust storms are very real here. They're a lot scarier than even the monsoons, I think. Speaking of schools, it looks like uh, they're getting ready to uh, test our grandsons, to see if they can go back to school? Yes, and that will, I absolutely know, will contribute a lot to um, Samantha's mental health. (laughs) She is not one to be, uh, you know, entrapped, not feeling well with uh, three very energetic little boys. 
I was tickled that uh, on the morning CBS News, they talked about uh, having tests for kids' vaccinations, uh, even down to six. And what, uh, Augie's what, five? Yes, he's five. Yes. Um, Yeah, that's what I kept telling her. I said, the boys won't show theirs. They are so tough little boys. And um, I know they didn't realize it, but Augie had had the type that attacks young kids. And all he complained about was uh, his tummy hurt. and um, But he did keep telling his dad, Joe G., my tummy hurts. You need to take me to the doctor. <laughs> he knew the doctor could help him. Um, so, But he made it fine. So, yes, it'd be nice for the young kids because, um, you know, you always say as a mother, you'd rather be sick yourself than your kids because you can't help them any and you can't really tell how they feel because they don't know how to tell you how they feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Augie broke out in a rash, which was identical to uh, the rash they said uh, with that child syndrome. Yes. Oh, yes, he had it all over his body. I remember Sammy sending us uh, photos uh, of his back, and it was it looked like back in our day the measles, mm-hmm. you know. So, Fran Goldman, that ninety-year-old lady, she's a new hero. Oh my gosh! Can you believe that? I mean, she's walking six miles in the snow and the cold to get her uh, shot, and then walking back. But the crazy thing I thought was that she had just had a hip replacement, or maybe she just had a new one some time ago, but um, I'd like to be as energetic and look as good as she does at 90. Wouldn't it be a treat? She told the people at the vaccination center, they said, did you have any qualms about getting the new vaccine? And she said, no, I lived through the polio epidemic back in the 50s and 40s. And she said she, uh, she and everybody else trusted science back then, and they all got the vaccination so she was ready, willing, and able to hike that six miles to get her vaccination. Oh, sure. We all gave our kids polio shots, you know. Uh, and then I think uh, later on, it was just something that they put in their mouth, I think, like a mm-hmm. little dose of something. But, oh, yeah. Wasn't it a little cubic, a little square of sugar that they put a drop on it? I have no idea. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. A drop of red and a little Mm -hmm. cube of sugar turned red, and they gave you that. I I can remember that. We'll have to research that and see what that was. You remember? Uh, No, not exactly what I was thinking about when you were saying that. It's the worst shot I ever had, I guess, was a smallpox vaccination Mm -hmm. where they stuck that little like it had several little needles and then it would pop up on your arm. Ugh, that was creepy. The uh, fact that we're going to enjoy 82 degrees here on Sunday, uh, should we broadcast that across the nation? No, I don't think our family in the uh, southern part of the state and the United States would like to hear that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other note was Ashley Judd, who broke her leg one in three places. How oh. how how can you how can you break your leg in four places? I don't know. She did, and I mean, uh, was she out there by herself? 
She was on set, wasn't she, on film, uh, doing a film? Or I, Maybe I just assumed that, but she was in she the was, jungle. She was on a hike or something, because if she was with a, a camera a facility, they would have had all kinds of ways to get her out. And I meant people just found her and put her on that. I mean, can you imagine the pain that this lady went through riding on a motorbike, three of them on a motorbike, and those roads looked so, you know, dirt roads that were, you know, were bumpy, and he was holding her leg the whole time. Oh, my gosh. And it was a little motorbike. It wasn't that no, big. And no. so you had the driver of the motorbike. Yeah. Then she must have been leaned back on the back of the driver. Yeah. And her leg was sticking out, and the and the guy, the passenger, was on the back of the motorbike holding her leg. And they traveled what six hours? Oh, I think it was. It was unbelievable. It was just it makes me kind of cringe. I was really sorry that uh, they passed a law here in Arizona. The legislature did that. Regardless of what the federal or the state or the county or the city mandated as far as masks, every business could make their own rules on whether to wear masks or not. Uh, you know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to make it hard on the people who want to uh, continue our mask wearing for a little while longer. Um, I'm afraid people won't go there or they will try to um, push the people who own the businesses into accepting no mask mm -hmm. because they won't have any authority to kick them out of their places. It's kind of sad if they would just hang on for, you know, maybe open it up but have to have a mask. But, of course, when you're inside a restaurant, uh, you don't have a mask on because you're eating. So. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it is. I'm not quite ready for that yet. This, well, that you can make a decision because you know if you go to a restaurant mm -hmm. that the people are going to be maskless. They yeah. have to eat. But Target, Walmart, Ace yeah. Hardware, all these facilities who now have a uh, mask mandate that when you come in, you have to have a mask. That was thrown out of the window yesterday whenever they passed this at all the owner has to do is say, no, no, nobody has to wear a mask. And Evelyn, I went to um, get Sammy's mail yesterday at the post office. Nobody had a mask on out on the street. Nobody. Everybody was running around. They were going into Albertsons with no mask. And it just seemed like, uh, and I said to myself, hey, maybe the mask mandate is over. Well, I don't know. Did the guys in the post office have theirs on? Yes. That's nice. Yes. Did the people, uh, the cashiers and things, have theirs on in the store? Yes. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, there's nothing we can do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, um, it makes me angry when people make fun of you for wearing a mask. I meant, you know, we can say something to them about putting one on and they just go berserk, you know. I think if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. One guy who, you know, about the size of Herb Weinmiller, and he had his mask on, and it was uh, 
on his chin, didn't have his mouth or nose covered. And uh, he was real boisterous and talking real loud. And, you know, you could just see the droplets (laughs) shoot out 25 feet from his very awkward and ugly mouth. And and, uh, so then uh, I looked and he had... Three of his sons, you could tell they were his sons. They looked just like him. And they were, you know, like 25, 30 years old. Not a mask. Not a mask. And they were all ha ha and and spewing the, the virus all over the place. And I thought, the term justifiable homicide came to mind. <laughs> I know. And uh, where did we go? Someplace, it was earlier in the pandemic, where you would go places and the wife and the kids would have a mask, but the husbands yeah. walking with them didn't. It's like, you know, I'm a tough guy. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. You know? Don't understand it. There's a lot of tough guys in the cemetery, too. You a Vince Gill fan? No. I don't know why. I have never... Liked him. I mean, he's all right. I don't dislike him, but I mean, I know. Well, you're in a minority because he has 23 Grammys and the most of any entertainer. And you're saying 21 and I say 23. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what the heck? We'll split the difference, say 22. Uh, I don't know why. Um, I just, not one of my favorites, no. I want to give you a official Retired Rotors salute, Uh-oh. Retired Rotors podcast salute, the mm-hmm. first ever, mm-hmm. uh, for your garage. <laughs> Evelyn, you have gone in and tackled your garage. I want to take a picture and send it to Kim and let her see the difference. Yes, I do too. I, I thought of that last night. I thought, oh, I need to send one to Kim in and uh, show her, but... Um, I kept thinking, well, maybe it doesn't look as good on film as it does to us. Uh, yeah, as soon as we have a yard sale, we'll, it'll really look good. And then get some stuff that we took out of the camper back in it. It will, um, you know, I can, you know, honestly, uh, there's a path now that you can get in and out without killing yourself. You know, the vaccine has been described many ways by many people, but... I say for you, the vaccine was a shot of new life. You have come into your own since you got your second shot. I know. It is so uh, crazy. I mean, honestly, I can tell the difference in how I talk on the podcast. I meant before the second shot, I don't know what it was. I was just very, uh, everything was very labored very hard to do, uh, but I always know when I had this little giddy feeling in my tummy and my chest, maybe having a heart attack. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but no, I feel um, exceptionally well. I don't get really as tired as I was before, so yeah, I'm feeling very good. Thank you, Jesus. You uh, ready for some excitement? What kind? You ready to have another baby? Give Sammy a little brother? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I'll get her another dog. <laughs> well, 
What about your dog? You got a dream dog, and I, I love the idea that it's a dream, uh, not yeah. a dog. Yeah, it's it's a dream dog. Uh, yeah, I would I would like to have a dog if I could have the kind I want. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it is like having a little child with you. You have to look out for it, and it can't go and do everything that you want to do, and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, so far, he's just a cute little dream dog. I'm allergic to dogs, you know. Oh, yeah. Like I'm allergic to cats. No, I really am. I, I get, yeah, I get, I get nasal and uh, mm-hmm. dried up and uh, cough and sneeze and everything else whenever I'm around a mm-hmm. dog. That's the reason I kind of stay away from them. Yeah, you never were allergic to Aki. That was a dog. Aki was a powder puff. <laughs> That's what my dog's going to be, a powder puff. <laughs> well, I want it small enough to be able to put in your pocket. Well, maybe one of my purses, yeah. So any plans? Uh, no, just uh, I'm just getting things done. I'm just planning for the future. Uh, the outlook looks better. Uh, I think getting the second shot also made you unbeknownst to me and my conscious self that, you know, there could be a life after this that we could actually get out and do things and and see family eventually and, my gosh, hug family and go see family that, you know, live away from here. So I'm just trying to get everything done so that if the uh, good stuff arrives and we can do it, I'm going to be ready. Yeah, we're working golf tournament April 13th and uh, and talking to the namesake, Duncan L. Hunter, um, he mentioned uh, that he did not want to oversell or force anyone to uh, sponsor, to buy a ticket for golfing because he didn't want them to show up and blame him if he if they did get the virus. So we're going to be extra, extra careful. There's going to be a separation. The golf will be outside. There will be no gatherings, uh, more than three or four people, uh, the uh, dinner will be held out back with social distancing and and uh, we'll have plenty of germ killer and plenty of rubber gloves and everything else. So it looks like we might be able to make that happen. And once that uh, is over, uh, we'll be ready to really become the retired rotors. Yes, I hope so. Looking forward to it. Any uh, direction? Uh, I would say south right now. East and south, southeast. Not John? Um, uh, not the first trip, no. Because I would like to go to, got a lot of grandchildren that are graduating in the Illinois area. Um, got a couple of graduating from college, which is a big deal. And um, also would like to go down and do some fishing like we were going to before and didn't get to do it. Um and then might be planning a trip um, on down to um, North Carolina where uh, we may have a grandchild competing in a national archery competition. Keep our fingers crossed for that. Details. Details. 
you're going to say it's Jack Hawker Glasscock, who is now a card-carrying member of the National Rifle Association, (laughs) who also has um, qualified uh, in the world competition for archery from his school. Yes, he's a crossbow guy. Um, Uh, No, no, a bow and arrow. Crossbow is uh, where you put the arrow on top uh, and you shoot it. You know, with a gun. It is a bow and arrow. Okay, bow and arrow. Whatever. <laughs> uh, he started out just uh, uh, wanting to try it out. And then when the um, coach uh, watched him and everything, he thought that he would do really well. And so he... Um, is advanced now to, and he's only in the, what, fourth grade? Ten years old. Yeah, he's ten. And uh, he is competing very well with uh, high school age kids. So um, he's now uh, state qualified, and um, he could get qualified to go to the nationals. That That would be really great. What resort is that, or what fun center is he going to? It's down at Myrtle Beach, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been down there a couple of times because we lived awful close to uh, there, um, and it'd be fun to go back because it's been a long time since we've been in North Carolina, and there's some places I would go back to see, you know, hoping that they're still as wonderful as they were when we were there before. I'd like to see if Bob Hill's still in business. He ran a uh, hardware store down there, was my golfing partner. Um, Rose, D. Rose. Uh, man, there's so many people down there that, uh, uh, and of course, McCorkle, uh, Kathy and General McCorkle went off to uh, retirement, and I think they have a home somewhere. Tennessee. They're in Franklin, Tennessee, I think. Hey, have a good day. It's a good time. Uh, your temperature is really high. You're really sparkling today. And thank you for a wonderful, well-sorted-out and uh, orderly garage. Yes. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Okay, bye-bye. Love you, darling. Love you. How much do you love me? Not that much. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but I don't like you sometimes. <laughs> That's what you're wanting me to say. Oh, no, no. no. I, I, in fact, I absolutely don't want you to say that. <laughs> when don't you like me? Right now. <laughs> uh, drop dead. <laughs>